1: Now over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 194, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says there's no such thing as super mom. Besides, every accomplished woman is a team of supporters, encouraging her across the finish line. And joining me on today's show is Ibn Yeh Osibu on Yali and it's in Ibadye helps Christian women moms learn how to get more productive and how to find fulfilling work-life balance so guess what they can pursue their passions unapologetically and have more time to spend with their loved ones. Can't wait to hear what you have to share today. Specifically on today's show, Ibn Yeh is going to share that she believes that a working mom does not have to be tired and disgruntled all the time. You can have a fulfilling, enjoyable life, but guess what, it starts with your mindset. She's gonna talk about how there is great power in community. The five people that you surround yourself with are going to ensure whether either you succeed or fail as well as the importance that we ask for help when we need it my goodness that's so so true welcome to the show how are you
0: I'm great. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. I'm pretty excited to be here.
1: Oh, look, absolutely. And of course, before we uh, went live and started recording, your um, children are in bed. So here you are walking the talk, you're juggling, um, you know, your time and, and obviously commitments around family, which is so amazing. You know, it's difficult. If I look back to when my children were younger, I mean, my youngest is now 23 it can be really challenging trying to yeah. to get that life and work balance so i'm i'm so glad that you're here on the show so share with us if you will i always like to give our guests a little opportunity to share what guided them down the path to really speak into an area that they feel is really important? Was it something that you'd always felt called to do or did you start to see that this was an area that you felt quite passionate about maybe in, in motherhood yourself when you kind of went through the experience? How did that pan out for you?
0: So I never in a million years thought I'd be coaching moms on you know the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I went through the experience myself and I'm running two businesses, I have a husband, I have two little ones. And I got to a point where I just felt like, and I was the one who thought I'm super mom. And I was realizing all the moms around me were going through the same thing. And I thought, wait a minute, I can coach moms and teach them how to work together and still be productive and fulfilled at the same time
1: yes and um, thank you for stepping up and, and actually standing out because I think as women we so often put such high expectations on ourselves and I was also know too is quite often there's lots of things that we need done and and this is something that I would often say to myself And let's see if, if this is something that you can relate to I might as well do it myself because by the time I explain it to someone else, I'm going to have to redo it anyway in my way. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, can't we?
0: Oh, yes, that used to be me. I thought I had to do everything. I had to pick them up from school. I had to do all the cleaning, the cooking, the groceries, everything. And I thought, I don't want to explain anything to everyone, anyone I can do everything better anyway so nobody helped me well guess what that did that led me to a horrible breakdown yes so, it's that so true work.
1: now i also think you know sometimes we we may be able to do that if we wanted to but there's so many demands and pressures and let's face it when we're dealing with our children when we're talking about our children they bring their things and situations and things like that every single activity that we do and in our interactions Um, requires energy of us and I think once we realize that we've got so much energy in the day where do we really want to to spend that energy or to invest that energy and one of the things that I learned and this is maybe something that you you have had to go through yourself and such an important lesson for all women often when we look at what other people are doing we can compare ourselves and we feel that shame that maybe we can't do everything ourselves, whereas we really need to just empower ourselves and say, well, we can say you know what, we can make a choice to say, I want to be the best person that I can be in these activities. How did that play out for you? Is that something you can relate to as well?
0: Absolutely. What I've learned is that we need to invest our energy in the right place and at the right time the most important people in our lives are our family members. Mm. So why don't we just give them the best of our energy? And I always think of it in terms of a business and outsource whatever we can to people who can do it. They might not be able to do it as good as us, or maybe they do it better than us. But that way, we're left with the good energy to speak life into our kids and our family members. Yes. Let's talk about mindset. This is something that we said in the introduction you
1: were wanting to, to speak about. You know, we can live a fulfilling life and an enjoyable life, you said, but it starts with our mindset. What are some mindset shifts that you had to make and that you know other women need to make that will enable them to get to a place where they can confidently uh, make decisions that will help them ultimately invest their energy in, in the right places in the right time? What's what's are some key
0: mindset shifts? So the first one is that super hero superwoman supermom myth that all moms have or many moms have i'm supposed to be able to be a domestic diva i'm supposed to be a great career woman i'm supposed to be fit i'm supposed to be the best mother i'm supposed to be the best everything i'm not supposed to ask for any help at all i can do it all by myself that's a myth there's nobody on the planet who can do it all by themselves who knows everything Mm -hmm. so then we need to shift to i'm human I need God first to direct me and guide me. I need God to show me the people that he can bring into my life who can help me in my journey. Mm-hmm. And it's also the village mindset. I need a team of other women and a team of other villagers to guide me and walk me through my journey in life. That's the mindset shift.
1: Yeah. If you look back to various societies and even communities who are living today, they often would have an extended family or if they're not related, still people quite close by that would support and and help out and i think when now that we have more um communities that are built you know in in houses and not really that community binded, we're far more on our own aren't aren't we Mm -hmm. and i think when we're reminded that our parents and parents parents and grandparents and so forth they would have had extended family and, and and women that were at home and were able to look after the children and help with the housekeeping and things like that so it's really actually probably reflecting what used to happen many decades ago as, as well. Something I want you to speak into, because I know that often as women we can compare ourselves and that impacts our self-worth and our self-value, but sometimes what we can do as women too, and I think we need to be mindful of this, is that areas that we invest our time and where we want to, to, to really, because we know that this is the best use of our time and where we want to be, may not necessarily be what it is relevant or... or you know, res- uh, something that another woman wants. So, w- whilst we don't want to compare, we don't want to judge either. That's important yeah. as well. Don't speak a little bit about this. Yes.
0: First of all, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. If we're constantly looking to our left or to the right and looking at she does this better, she does that better, we will always be miserable. And I think when we have that village mindset, these are my sisters, they have different strengths than I do. I have different strengths than they do. They're going to help me in my areas of weakness and I'm going to help them in in their areas of weakness. And I think that really helps with the comparison trap that we often have. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is just being careful with especially social media, because we all post our best lives on social media. So I'm always reminding women. Social media is just a highlight reel. Be very careful when you're scrolling through. Just remember the reality. She has different strengths that you might not have, but that doesn't take away from your own personal strengths. Mm, so
1: so true. What was um, some of the key steps? So mindset so very important. But then there are some things that we need to do to enable to get into action. And one of the key things that I found to struggle with was actually letting go of some of those tasks. Because energetically, you can still... Uh, drain your energy and and expand your energy if you're still concerned about something. So, what were some of the action steps that you took that enabled you to confidently outsource, ask for support and then allow that, give that up so that the other person could be empowered
0: and doing that for you? What were some of the things you did? First step is actually trying to figure out why you think the way you think. Mm -hmm. So where did I learn this from? Was it from my own mom? Was it from my grandma? Was it from the messages that I saw on TV about who a woman is supposed to be? The superwoman who knows everything, who does everything. Next step I always say is find some scripture to back up the mindset that you want Mm. about scripture, about the Lord guiding your steps and scripture about comparison is a thief of joy and meditating on my phone. I have some scripture that pops up at the same time every single day. So when i get into that oh my gosh i'm not good enough i'm not great enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not a good enough mom scripture pops up in the morning and i'm like oh yeah that's Mm. right god is in control of my life and first of all outsourcing one small task so with outsourcing it could be have your child do it for you have your spouse do it for you have your mom have a family member have a friend and trying not to be that helicopter mom Mm. so If you say your husband is going to sweep the floor today for you, don't stand behind him and tell him how to do it. Just let him do it. Walk away and focus on praise and thanking him, thanking him for doing it with you and doing it for you. And when those moms and the other villagers come in and step in for you, when you're focused on thanking them and gratitude and saying, I'm so grateful that I have these other women in my life Mm. who can help me then we'll be less likely to, you know, compare and, you know, go back into our old mindset. Yes,
1: so true. And I think sometimes we don't realise that uh, some of our actions, and I'll give you an example, your husband might hang out the washing. Now, if you go directly behind him and re-peg it, let's face it, right. ladies, we've sometimes done that. <laughs> <laughs> or this is not how you stack the dishes, this is right. how you do that. That's one right. of the key ways that you can disempower someone to do something. Yeah. In fact, I've now, my youngest daughter, she's she's the only one living at home at the moment, and I'll go and put things in the dishwasher. You got Mum that's not how you do it It's how you do this like, okay this is your you know your 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 uh, avenue you you can do that and it's so funny but I tell you what once you start to empower your children your your husband to do that it's such a relief isn't it and you don't have to worry about that anymore speak a little bit about asking because I think for many of us Uh, women can sometimes get a little bit stuck in how you can approach someone to ask them to do that in a way that is going to allow that other person to step up and, and support us.
0: What are some things that you've noticed can be really helpful in this? Okay, so the first step again is telling yourself, if I'm going to outsource this to somebody else, then I need to really outsource this. So I'm not gonna go behind them and sweep up after them. I'm going to empower them and let them do the job. But then when you approach the person, help them understand how important the task that you're outsourcing is to you. Mm. So honey, could you please help me sweep up the floor because it really would free up my time so that I can put the kids to bed or so I could, you know, just relax after work. Mm. Let them know why it's important. So tie it to something emotional. When we do that with our villagers, our helpers, they understand how important that task is to you. And even if you're struggling with outsourcing, let them know, honestly, this is really a struggle for me. And in my head, I really just want to go behind you and clean up, but I'm going to try not to do that because I trust you and I love you for doing this for me. Yes. And so they know that, and they know that. So even if you go and, you know, relapse and go and sweep up behind them, they don't take it so personally because you've just said, I'm struggling with this.
1: Yeah. I think uh, you know going and and explaining something to someone before you get to a point where you really are anxious I think it's the moment and the timing is really important because there can be a real difference and I know that sometimes if if I'm stressed and I say to someone can I can you do this and this is like whoa Mum!" you know like sit Mm -hmm. down and then I realize okay I probably should have asked that way before I got to a stage where I was really stretched too thin and I think also too there are some ways and I'd love you to share for this And I guess it depends on what age your children are. You know, when you start young and there may be little jobs that they can do, when you start to give them that ability to, you know, or authority or whatever word it is, responsibility, that's the word I'm looking for, even on a smaller scale, you can empower your children then to know that this is what they're in charge of, what a great job. And as they get older, you can start to give the jobs that are a little bit more responsibility on their part. What would you say to someone that's just starting out is it, and that maybe you've done little chore lists? What are things that you've seen work really well to help empower the whole family around this to give the support to you?
0: So one thing that we like to do here is we have family meetings. Mm-hmm. And in those family, my kids are six and nine, so they're, they're little. Yeah. And in those family meetings, this is a time for me to talk about how I'm doing, how they're doing, how's school going, how's work going for me, how's work going for my husband, What are the things that you're enjoying about the household? What are the things that you'd like to change about the household? And then we talk about their roles and their responsibilities and why they have those responsibilities. So my kids responsibilities is to wash up their little one dish, you know, after, you know, eating or to if they drop something on the floor to pick it up. And I explain because this is our home. God gave us this home. And in order to be thankful to God, we take care of our home. And when you clean up, it also makes my heart so happy because you're acting like such a big girl Mm. and they get so happy and they're beaming. And they do have little chore lists that I have in their room. It's probably not more than two or three things. So Mm. when you get up in the morning, you make your bed. Of course the six year old can make their bed that wonderfully, Mm. but I never go behind her and remake the bed, whatever little thing she's able to do. She's so proud and make a big deal out of it. Oh my goodness. Mm. You made your bed. You're taking care of your room. That's teaching them responsibility. So it's just little things, even for a little two year old, teaching them to take their one little toy and putting it in the hamper and praising them and encouraging them that just builds also their self-esteem
1: so true and i think as parents and when we put up those um, you know little parameters and the little lists and things Mm -hmm. like that just like if we were dealing with staff and and interacting with staff how we respond and react to them and keep our conversation and our words and our tone it's so important And so what are some things that you want to remind us of as is how we approach? Even if, okay, you come to the end of the day and you are tired and they're demanding Mm -hmm. and there's things that you know you need to do, how do you approach them? Because I think how we approach our team, how we approach our children and those women and communities to empower them, what's a couple of things to be mindful of how we relate to them in a way that's, again, going to have them come around us and really want to support
0: us? So the first step is when you come into the home after a long day of work, I say, give yourself a few seconds. Let me just 30 seconds to just kind of shift your mindset from work mode to mom mode or family mode, Mm -hmm. whether it is with a little prayer, whether it is just breathing in and out or just thinking about why you're so grateful to have your family. So that's already shifting your mindset. And already telling yourself, even though I had a busy day at work or a stressful day at work, I will not bring this home. Then when you transition into the home, also give yourself maybe five minutes and let the kids know. Mm -hmm. And once you tell them over and over again, mommy's just going to wash off her face or take off her makeup or just put her bag away just for five minutes Mm -hmm. so that I can breathe and relax and then I can be happy mommy again. Yes. and kids understand that even our little ones they really understand that and once it becomes a routine they get used to it they understand even at five oh i'm gonna give mommy five minutes and you can even set a timer i was gonna and say it becomes that. a fun game yes. it becomes a fun game five minutes you know <laughs> but make sure you stick to five minutes and again mm-hmm. tell yourself while you're washing off your makeup or changing off your clothes i'm not gonna take my bad day if you did have a bad day in with my kids this is my time with my kids This is time I get to spend with my kids. So again, you're shifting your mindset along the line. Mm. And if you have a bad day, I'm all about teaching the kids emotional intelligence. It Mm -hmm. is okay to say, mommy had a bad day. You don't have to tell all the details. They're too Mm -hmm. young to know the details. Mommy had a bad day because what you're also teaching them is when they have a bad day, they can come talk to you. It's okay to have bad days. We Mm -hmm. don't have good days all the time. Mm. But then this is how we handle bad days, not by screaming and yelling, but Take some time to breathe, take some time to relax. Maybe let's pray together. Sometimes my kids will be like, oh, mommy said she had a bad day. Let's pray for her. So again, you're teaching yes. them. You're teaching them how you react in these situations. Then you just transition onto your wonderful day. Yeah, I love that. And as you were sharing about give mommy five minutes, I was thinking
1: back to my kids. My kids mm-hmm. would be out the door is it five minutes yet is it five minutes yet and then i thought maybe a timer would have been handy and then you yes. said a timer. i mean there's always ways to come up with that you know one thing i heard many years ago was where a mother explained to her children that Mummy was like this fruit bowl and you know as you take fruit that's Mummy giving you you know spending time reading playing with you at the park all these different yeah. things Sometimes that fruit bowl is empty and that's like mummy. Yes. That she needs to refill the fruit bowl, which yes. for me is lying on my bed, maybe reading, but yes. quiet time. So she would say to her kids sometimes, mummy needs some time, five minutes to refill her fruit bowl. And her kids yes. knew, okay, I, we need to go and do another activity and just let mummy yes. recoup so she can be the best. So I think sometimes children are smarter than we give them credit for. Yes. And I think if we explain it to them in a way that they can understand then they then then they're more willing especially if they they understand from their point of view sometimes they yes. have a bad day as you say and they like of to course. be left alone just to process and when yeah. we understand that it's our actions and interactions that's going to speak a lot louder than the words and say the rules that we put yeah. into place let's talk about the power of community which you've already said is is so important uh-huh. which it is what have you done to not only surround yourself but to select people who you know are going to be able to support you because sometimes you know there are people around us that may not necessarily be be the best to select and to ask Uh but you may have other people in your community how do you go about finding them and then approaching them what's the best way?
0: So I think social media is a big one for me right now. I'm Mm -hmm. very selective on which social media groups I join Mm -hmm. and I'm very selective. And I think because I'm an introvert, I don't really have a lot of room for having a hundred million friends. I can only sustain a few at a time. So I'm very mindful. I watch my friends. I watch the women that I hang out with. And I, I basically am looking for friends who I can look up to friends that I want Mm -hmm. to be like Mm -hmm. friends that I want my kids to be like. And of course, sometimes we have friends or family members we've known for years that that they aren't basically the best influence. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's very hard to cut people off. So what I always say is, just try and limit your interaction as much as you can. Like we just talked about the fruit bowl. There's some friends who empty all your fruit in five minutes. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, with friends like those, Mm -hmm. obviously just kind of limit your interaction. Mm -hmm. And also in the things that you talk to your friends about, you can't talk to every friend about everything. Some friends you can talk to about business because maybe they've walked in the journey. Some friends you cannot. Some friends you can talk to about parenting because they're more empathetic and they, you know, come up with nice solutions and Mm -hmm. brainstorm for you. Some you don't. So another thing that I do is also church. It's very important to make great use of fellowship at church, getting to know other women. I'm telling you, church is filled with women whose hearts are just waiting to connect with other women. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to step out. You have to be willing to say, can I have your phone number? Or can we go for a cup of tea? And it is very scary. It's terrifying but you have to just set your mind and say, you know what, I'm going to do it, especially for introverts like me. It's yes. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an introvert too. For people, some people think you're an introvert and you're
1: doing, you know, podcasting and, and you know, this microphone is kind of a, a, my safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's all about energy, isn't it? And I think for yes. us who are introverts and parents, and ju- this is so much more important because yeah. if we're consistently on, 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 and yeah. the children, I mean, sometimes I would get, I recall, I would say, oh, if I had a million dollars, I would pay it to my just for five <laughs> minutes of silence, <laughs> you know, because it's like, I just need to close my eyes. Because yes. you're always on as as a mum yep. because, you know, and I had very boisterous uh, children who are all very independent. And, yeah. um, and you know, if you don't do this, then you will get drained. And as we know, yes. when we're drained, uh, we just can't be our best and we certainly can't mm-hmm. uh, give of our best either for our loved ones. And I'm sure there's a lot of stories where my kids would recall and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mum, mum was tired, mum's tired. But anyway, yes. I think we all of the it. there. Ah, oh, we do. And I think here's yeah. the thing, it goes right back to mindset, which I think is so important. So often we can judge ourselves on what yes. we, we, we're not doing well. And often yes. as women, we set the bar so high, it's, it's uh-huh. ridiculous. No one would ever be able to achieve that. And there's certain strengths and gifts that each of us have been blessed with, and they're all different and unique and what may be a strength for us in in one area may not necessarily be in another, we recognise that we can then give that, outsource that to someone who loves maybe ironing or cleaning whatever it is and that just thrills her soul whereas for you, you like doing these things. And I think Mm -hmm. once we get to that mindset and okay in that, then that in itself can be huge for us. Share a little bit more if you would. How can people get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to connect? And what sort of uh, support are you able to offer them?
0: So I provide one-on-one coaching for Christian moms who are tired of being burned out, tired mm. of not feeling fulfilled, tired of running the rat race. And I help them, number one, be more productive, change their mindset away from that super mom thing to a village mom mm. so that they can spend more time finding their passions. I'm finding a lot of moms don't really know what their passion is. Mm. So finding their passion and also spending time with the ones that they love. Yes. And you can find me on the happyworkingmom.com. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll
1: put those links, and I think there's probably another couple of links on our show notes as well, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 194. One of the things I'm doing for all of my guests at the end of the show is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you too? Oh, yes, please. Oh, fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could speak to Ebonyay today and that she's just so, so uh, such an important message, Father, for um, working mums and juggling work and life and balancing that along with the children. Really, our children are our future. And Lord, if we're, as mums, not looking after our own energy and, and being the best that we can do, do and, and outsourcing and everything that we spoke about today, it means that, yeah, we just cannot be the best for our children so we just want to uphold it in in our prayers and we continue to bless her business and the message that she's sharing particularly the moms that she is working with and the moms who are listening today that lord if they've been too hard on themselves if they've put their bars too high and their expectations too high lord we ask that um, that they will find some comfort in this knowing that you have blessed them with different gifts and strengths And that it's okay to outsource and to ask for help and to surround ourselves with community members and other people who can support us as well father we just want to ask this in the precious name of jesus amen amen thank you so much for the work you do it's so important because i think as women you know in the household often and i can't remember which guest said this but it's so true How we are feeling as individuals will often set the tone for our family. So as mums, as women, if we're not happy, if we're exhausted, that's going to impact our children. It's going to impact our husband. It's going to impact the family unit. And so it's so important that we look after ourselves. It is not selfish at all. In fact, I was sharing this with my son yesterday because he's very much a nurturer too, always looking out for others. I said, said, son, that is a great, great quality to have you need to put yourself in the mix too. Just like that uh, analogy yeah. that we are told repeatedly when we're in a plane, put the put yeah. your mask on first, then yeah. take care of others. Otherwise, Absolutely. how can you take care of others and be that nurturer and supporter That's all of us mums, are if we're yeah. not taking care of ourselves? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the greatest role models as mothers, I think, to have that self-care and self-love that we model for our children. Because if we yes. can't do that for ourselves... How can we expect our children to learn how to do them for ourselves? So such a great ministry that you're working in. So continued uh, blessing in what you do and and, uh, the women that you support. So thank you for coming on the show today. Thank
0: you for having me, Anne-Marie. It's been great fun. You've been listening to
1: the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence want to influence real change with your own podcast access our free podcast training including no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training